the purport to Chaitanya Charitamrita until Lila 627, Srila Prabhupada writes that Krishna and your devotees do not accept offerings from people who are attached to materialistic sense enjoyment, even if that money are meant for feeding Vaishnavas or for making offering to the deity. In this case, what happens with the money uh, which we collect on Sankirtana? Because often we receive this money from this category of people who are attached to materialistic mm. enjoyment. Well, there is an exchange. Uh, we get books. Generally, the, uh, those who are in, in the renounced order are very strict about who they take. Uh, Brahmins and persons in the renounced order are very strict who they take donations from. That's always been there in Vedic culture. They'd be very strict to take only from pious people. And what are you going to do in the West? There are no pious people. Not by the standard of Vedic culture. So Srila Prabhupada engaged his disciples in propagating Krishna consciousness and uh, very mercifully allowed even impious people to offer donations to the Krishna consciousness movement and gave them books about yeah. Krishna to help to purify them. So that is Srila Prabhupada's mercy. If we do that on his order, then everything becomes purified. It's a concession for a far less than ideal ethos in which we live. Yeah, please go ahead. Dear Guru Maharaj, in Srimad Bhagavatam 424, it is said that if... Uh, 424? 4, 20. Four, that means 4th canto, 20th chapter, 4th yeah. verse. Yes. It is said, if the person uh, fulfills the orders of great acharyas of the past, he achieves very high level of spiritual development. But if later he again comes under the influence of my material, of material energy, then all his efforts go in vain. It seems that this statement contradicts the words of Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, that spiritual achievements of the devotee are never in vain. A careful reader will find many apparent contradictions in, this, in the Vedic statements and within Srila Prabhupada's books. That's one reason why uh, Devotees are required to explain the teachings of Shastra and the previous Acharyas. Shastra Jukte Shunipun Nirashadha Ja Uttamadikari She Tariye Shongsha. Chaitanya Mahabharata says that someone who is expert in Shastra Yukti and who has firm faith in Krishna and Krishna consciousness is a topmost devotee and can deliver the whole material world. Srila Prabhupada translates Shastra Yukti as uh, arguments based on scripture. Arguments? Yeah, just like mm -hmm. someone may 
extract mayavad, mm-hmm. and the topmost devotee can defeat that. Another, so yes, yukti means uh, combat. But another meaning is bringing together, harmonizing. So here we have two apparently contradictory statements, and how are they to be harmonized? In other words, how is it to be understood that both are true, although one seems to contradict the other? There is a whole system of understanding Shastra and statements of Shastra, which is given in the uh, Mimangsa Shastra, the, which means the, the uh, science of analysis of Shastric statements. So any activity in Krishna consciousness is never lost, but it can appear to be lost. As we sometimes see, devotees take to Krishna consciousness and then they go away again. And especially if there's offensiveness that cancels out one's devotional service uh, to a large extent. So Srila Prabhupada, who was of course the topmost devotee, an expert in harmonizing and explaining all these things, with reference to Nama Aparada, said that the effect of chanting will be there, but it will take a long time to manifest because the effects of the offenses will have to be uh, faced first of all. So there's no, there may be no apparent effect for a long time. There may be no apparent uh, actual purification for a long time. So, which, both statements that we've given here seem to be absolute. One of them has to be understood in a modified way in order for them not to contradict. With the understanding that sometimes Shastric statements are made uh, in an extreme way to emphasize a point. So if one executes devotional service and again falls into material consciousness, uh, it's you wasted your time. In consideration of the Gita statement and many other statements in the Srimad Bhagavatam itself, uh, we can understand that this is not a completely absolute statement. Look up that verse, Navajano Jatu Katanchana Vrijin Mukundasev Yang Dagad Anga Sangsritim. What's the third line? Ito Mukund. No, I don't remember. I know I forget it. Look it up. Navajano Jatu Katanchana Vrijin. Got it? Anyway, the purport is that uh, Narada tells Vyas that a person who has once tasted the nectar of serving the lotus feet of Mukunda can never forget that. 
even it, yeah, you got it, is it in uh, Sanskrit is okay? But, yeah, give it to me. My dear Vyas, even though a devotee of Lord Krishna sometimes falls down somehow or other, he certainly does not undergo material existence like others, fruitive workers, etc., because a person who has once relished the taste of the lotus feet of the Lord can do nothing but remember that ecstasy again and again. And the purport is also uh, very relevant in this regard, but you can pick that up yourself. You can read that yourself later. Moi doroge vyasa. Dashe. A few years ago at a Rasiatra, at Jagannath Rasiatra in London, I met my first ever temple president. And unfortunately, he had been through difficulties and he hadn't stuck to the straight path of Krishna consciousness and he'd gotten into drugs and. <laughs> But he, he came to the Rathayatra and later he again took up very seriously. He's passed away now. But I said to him, such and such Prabhu, you really blew it. I don't know how you translate that in Russian. You really messed up. Something, uh -huh. means something like that. You really messed up. Uh -huh. And many years or some years later, another of my godbrothers told me that that devotee who had said that to had, that had really, ah, it's like, like a spear in his heart. So, yeah, he really blew it. What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Had so much responsibility, association with Prabhupada. What are you doing? It's like you wasted your wasted your time. It's like a slap to wake someone up. Sometimes a quick slap can do more than hours and hours and days and months of counseling. Just just get just touch the nerve in the right place. Same thing in massage. If you if you know, you can just get people. They go for treatment and they have this and that, and they go twenty five different kinds of treatments, and then someone just comes and touches them and finished. So yeah, it's not completely wasted, but it's a it's a slap, a wake up slap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that can also be quoted, although that Shastra can be quoted also. In Iskun, there are um, some devotees are against anything, any kind of any new preaching programs, 
which were not established by Śrīla Prabhupāda. But as Kali Yuga progresses, uh, Kali Yuga makes progress, can the leaders create new ways of preaching, taking responsibility for possible mistakes in execution of these methods? You can do, but not at the expense of the programs that Śrīla Prabhupāda gave. Śrīla Prabhupāda said, I'm paraphrasing, book distribution and farms, these are our two solid projects. If these are vigorously pushed on and our devotees make, remain strong, then the whole world will be enveloped with Krishna consciousness, which makes us wonder what is the need for any new program if this that's the formula, that's the basic formula given, so why not do that? Srila Prabhupada gave so many programs, if we, uh, we can do them, and then on top of that, if you want to invent something else, then well, possibly, but the, the programs that Srila Prabhupada gave us are so powerful, if we do them with faith, then uh, surely the Krishna Conscious Movement will progress. I went to the shop. I bought a new electrical device. I brought it home. I tried to use it. Didn't work. And I tried in so many ways to get it work, to get it to work. Didn't work. And I concluded it was useless. Then my friend came and showed me the instructions and said, look, just follow the instructions and then it will work. And I did, and it worked. In, uh, in English, there's a modern sarcastic saying, if, if nothing else works, follows the, follow the instructions. So if we actually do what Srila Prabhupada said, then it should work. But unfortunately, I hear some devotees saying, well, you know, book distribution doesn't work, and ah, chanting Harinam publicly doesn't work, Gurukul doesn't work, Varnashram doesn't work, we have to try something new. And we don't consider that if it doesn't work, maybe we didn't do things in the proper way, or if we didn't have enough patience to continue. Hmm. I'm not much in favor of it. I, I'm not going to introduce new programs. Let everyone else do At least someone should do what Prabhupada stressed. Of course, I'm not the only one by any means, but uh, Book distribution and farms, these should be stressed. Mm. If you want to develop Krishna consciousness, it's best to remain brahmacharya. But even devotees on the high level get married. Uh, is there, are there any other reasons for that except last? What is the most important for brahmacharya? If he wants to change his ashram, what should be his mood? Well, when you say it's best to be a brahmacharya, what's best for one person might not be the best for another. 
if one is actually able to follow, then he saves so much entanglement in activities which uh, are extraneous to the direct prosecution of Krishna consciousness. Material desire in various forms may uh, be so strong in a person's consciousness that he, it's better for him to uh, go to the married life in Krishna consciousness. Material desires it doesn't only mean gross lust. Actually, it doesn't only mean gross sexual lust. But there may be a desire for that kind of atmosphere that is there among grihastas, socializing and this and that. Brahmachai life is meant to be high-powered. Not everyone can maintain that. Devotional service to be fully successful should be high-powered. Tivrena bhakti yogena yajeta purusham param One should worship the Supreme Lord intensely, it is recommended. What should be the consciousness of someone who is uh, wants to transition from the Brahmacharya Ashram to the Grihastha Ashram and to enter responsibly and to maintain the principles and the spirit that he had in Brahmacharya life, in his Grihastha life. Even if the circumstances have changed and he's not in a position to follow so rigidly. Dear Maharaj, are you really happy? <laughs> no. But the little bit of happiness that they get in Krishna consciousness, even though it's point zero 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 one percent of what of the happiness of pure devotional service, it's still so much better than anything in this material world that it's worth sticking with. Sometimes I'm asked, how long have you been practicing Krishna consciousness? So now it is what forty-seven years. In this lifetime, I've been at least trying to, at some level, to practice Krishna consciousness. And then after they, I'm asked that, I'm, people often ask, well, are you happy? And I say, well, if I wasn't happy, I wouldn't have stuck it out for 47 years. Yeah, even now, I could uh, try and convert myself into a rock star. I don't think I'd be very successful, but could try. Or I could uh, try and get married. I don't think there are many beautiful young women who'd be very interested, but I could try. And uh, live a normal life as a normal human being. <laughs> but I'm not interested. Krishna's mercy on me. I'm not interested. An, an anecdote from my life, another anecdote from my life. I'll tell you about myself. <laughs>
One time I was on a train going through South London on the way to Gatwick Airport, which is south of London, to fly off to some other destination. And uh, this, by this time I'd already been in the movement, I don't know, 20 years or 30 years or whatever. So I went through so many suburbs with expensive houses, with, with uh, yachts parked outside on the trailer. And I thought, thank you, Krishna, you saved me from that. I could also have been I don't know, a chartered accountant or something like that. And having a good income and living in posh area, thank you, Krishna, thank you, Krishna. You saved me from that. How did you personally uh, engage and learn to control your mind in Krishna consciousness? It's an ongoing process. Can't say I fully succeeded. But I have a commitment to lead my life in a certain way which helps to engage the mind and protect it from lower tendencies. We live our life in a regulated way, rising early, attending Mangalati, chanting a minimum of 16 rounds of the Maha Mantra, taking only food offered to Krishna. Uh, as a sannyasi, I have to be careful in my dealings with members of the opposite sex, even if they're good devotees. We shouldn't underestimate these principles in this process. Again, it's the same thing. If, if devotees are having so many problems in my spiritual life, and again, the well, first thing is follow the instructions. Krishna consciousness doesn't seem to work. First of all, you follow, and then we'll see. <laughs> because maybe there's someone's following very strictly, and still they follow it. But generally less so. There may be others who say, oh, you see, they're following so strictly, but they fell down. But many who criticize like that, they never even got up in the first place. Mm -hmm. So at least we should try. What do we have? Pajabu Raymond and Sri Nanda 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 why don't why why by chanting Pranapani you don't chant all glories to the assembled devotees? Should we also don't chant it? Well it's in English and I happen to be in a country where English isn't much known and I don't know the local language. Someone else can say. It's not that I think that you're not glorious. Mm. 
Samaveta Bhaktarinda Kijai. And it also means the same thing, more or less. There is Vani and there is Vani. No, I'm, I'm going from here, I'm supposed to yeah. end up in England, and when I'm there, I'll say. No more controversy. Well, it might be controversial. If you're going to shoot me, there are bigger things to shoot me on than that. Oh, yeah, so next question. There is Wafu and there is Vani. So, is Wafu really important? How much do we need it? Wafu. Yeah, these uh, terms, Srila Prabhupada, often employed in relationship to service to the Guru. The uh, service to his personal form, and that's called Vapu Seva, and Vani Seva means serving the instructions. He, also, he always emphasized the Vani Seva, service to the instructions, as being most important. Uh, but that doesn't mean that Vapu Seva is unimportant. I've written an essay on this topic, which for my next upcoming book, which hopefully maybe will be published next year in English. So far it's almost a thousand pages and I expect to have about two hundred more. And the central topic is not that Guru Tatma per se, but it's about Srila Prabhupada's mission and what, what he wanted done and, and how he himself exemplified Krishna consciousness. So, all the various quotes on this topic, I've selected them and then given some analysis on the topic of Vani and Vapu. When, when we are offered um, flour, uh, when devotees are offered flour which was offered to the Lord, should we touch our um, forehead or, and smell it, or is it enough just to smell it? Uh, either is okay. Uh, this touching to the forehead is uh, new within our society, in as much as it was not practiced in the presence of Srila Prabhupada. And I don't see that it's commonly done generally in the tradition. Well, in some, some may do. But anyway, it's optional and it's not a bad thing, but it wasn't instituted by Srila Prabhupada. It's a good thing to touch the sacred items to the head. So, Pada doesn't approve democracy. But uh, there is an opinion that our Krishna consciousness movement is more successful in democratic countries, while in totalitarian countries like North Korea, 
or other fundamental countries with Islamic culture, our pension success is much, much less. In Russia, people consider ISKCON totalitarian organization. Is there any statistics on that? Mm -hmm. Any surveys being made? It's, it's, mm -hmm. quite, it's not true. It's mm -hmm. very different opinions. What people, which people consider what? Yeah. It's very weak. Do they even think about our society at all? <laughs> they couldn't care. Yeah, yeah, most people couldn't care less. If, yeah. Okay, so the question is, yet, and indeed there are such tendencies in, in some concentrations. The question is, how to overcome, uh, how can we overcome so that ISKCON wouldn't become a totalitarian organization? How we okay, avoid that? In logic, both Western and Eastern, there is the there is consideration of what is called a false premise. And whatever else follows after the false premise is nullified. Creatures from outer space are invading Kazan, so we should all run away immediately. Well, it might be true that creatures from outer space are invading Kazan, but it almost certainly isn't true, and therefore there's no need to run away. Or if they are, you can distribute books to them. <laughs> anyway, to say that people in Russia consider ISKCON as a totalitarian organization, that might be true when we say people. People means more than one person, so there might be at least two people who consider, I don't know how it works out in Russian, but in English, people means at least two. So it might be that there are at least two people in this country who consider it a totalitarian organization. Well, there's at least one who ever asked this question. It is a fact that our society is able to operate within broader societies that are open enough to allow us to conduct our activities. It's also a fact that Srila Prabhupada said, I'm not very much in favor of democracy. He used to call it demon crazy, and I don't know if that translates very well into Russian. He was in favor of enlightened dictatorship. One teacher, at school, when I was going to school, there was one teacher, I remember, he, was, he actually said some very intelligent things. One of the things I remember him saying is that the best form of governance is enlightened dictatorship, but it's not possible. But Srila Prabhupada wanted to show that it is possible. That's also covered in some detail in my upcoming book. So how can we stop this gone being a totality? We're talking about, uh, what are you talking about here? Leaders who are uh, overbearing and overly demanding.
Is that, I guess that's what's being discussed. So a system of checks and balances is required. From what I observe and what is in discussion with others, it's, uh, it's widely considered that within ESCON we don't have a, a good system or maybe any real system of redressal of grievances. It means addressing complaints mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in most spheres. In the child abuse sphere, there's a very, it's, it's almost uh, too much the other way, it's too much strict. Some will contest that in such a matter, we can't be too strict. It is a recognized phenomenon by, a phenomenon that is recognized by sociologists and scholars of religion that the uh, ability to exploit others in the name of religious leadership, that our society is not free from such tendencies. Once uh, a devotee asked Srila Prabhupada about this, he said to Srila Prabhupada that when you speak about devotees, governing whole countries and what if the power goes to their head and they become just like demons as is often seen that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely that saying absolute power corrupts absolutely was disproved by Srila Prabhupada if one's heart is pure and needs others only for the sake of guiding them on the proper path, then his absolute power will not corrupt him. We see in the case of parents and young children, the parents have a lot of power over their children, although often from the beginning the, the, the power struggle begins as the children learn to get their own way by various devices, even though they're only like three or four years old. But we don't generally see that the parents uh, exploit their children in a wrong way. So a leader, an ideal leader, either the leader of a country or the leader of a temple, they should lead considering that this is a responsibility given to me by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And I should direct others for their benefit, not, not to take advantage of the opportunity for my own sense gratification, either gross or subtle. We find that Vedic kings, they were guided by Brahmanas. They, did, they didn't just make decisions on their own. And generally in delicate issues also, Brahmanas, they wouldn't just individually give advice, but they would consult among themselves. So there's a check and balance system. 
we have much room for improvement within our society, no doubt. That point that the, the, the Rodi asked, how can we avoid this, that our devotees, if they get such power, they don't become demoniac? Srila Prabhupada said, if they chant 16 rounds and follow up all the principles. And that devotee, Ravindra Swarup Prabhu, asked Prabhupada, is that enough? Prabhupada said, that is enough. Prabhupada had faith in the purificatory process of Krishna consciousness. When Srila Prabhupada said, follow the principles, we often think of the four principles. But in letter after letter after letter, Srila Prabhupada emphasized to the leaders of his society that they, that they should engage all the devotees in rising early, attending Mangalarti, chanting their rounds, uh, attending the classes, reading the books, going on Sankatan. So the principles are more than just the four. And Srila Prabhupada said that leaders, they should lead by setting the right example. And he said, oh, if all the devotees follow all these things, then management will be very easy. It will be at your finger's end, was the exact. So we often have complicated ideas of how we have to do this and do that and adjust this and adjust that. But the, but Srila Prabhupada's program was Krishna consciousness itself is so purifying if we actually follow it. And Srila Prabhupada also wanted a constitution for Iskon, how the society should work. And presumably that should include things about how to address grievances of its members, and uh, the constitution should define what it means to be a member of ISKCON. It's still not very clear. We have a lot of work to do. Almost time for evening RT. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.